Hey, before we get into this episode, we forgot some important details. Like, we got a website, guys. We- I think Aaron has actual sound effects for that, Chris. <laughs> Please refrain from ever doing that again. So go to thedregs.beer. You can check out all the episodes there. And you can actually send us a voicemail for the show. Send us your questions, your comments right there. That's all you need to do. Now, let's get into the show. All right. Welcome to the Dregs. And, uh, you know, I'm so prepared for this episode that I forgot what episode number this is. So um, I didn't even look it up before. But uh, I think we're on seven. Yeah. OK, that's that's. Luke's and uh, I can only count to 10. So uh, we're going to have to wrap this shit up pretty soon. <laughs> All right. So there's Chris there. So we only, according to him, have a few more episodes left. But we hope to go on further than that. And we have a special guest joining us from Portland today. Uh, you know, our Instagram is 911 Beer Me. It is Mary Rose. Hello. <laughs> That was quite the entrance that you've made to the podcast. (laughs) Stumbling into the podcast. (laughs) No, yeah, truly my fashion too. What's up? Yeah, well, I mean, like it's uh, you were watching The Bachelor, so were there many like beers consumed before the (laughs) taping tonight? Um, no, none. This is like my first beer that I've had in perhaps a week, so. Okay. I've been slowing down. I have been slowing down on drinking. Yeah, so so have I. Like it's been, uh, it got a little out of hand there at the end of the year. I'm, I do have to admit. So, but Aaron, you you did a uh, the sober February, January, January, January. Yep, yep, yep. Oh, you did. So you're, yeah. so you're technically ramping back up. Well, <laughs> gradually, yes. As as I sip filled. as I sip my very delicious uh, protect our winners pilsner from Coast Mountain, our uh, friends of the podcast up in Whistler. Um, yeah, Mary, what are uh, what are you what are you drinking? Oh, um, I had some beer mail from my friend Byron in Southern California. So I'm drinking a beer from Anaheim. Um, the brewery is called Bottle Logic, and it's just a West Coast IPA. It's it's pretty okay. I don't know. I feel like I'm drinking so much beer in 2020 that wh- what is beer? You know, I'm like I'm I don't I don't want to say I'm over it, but I I love beer, but it all tastes the same. It's like. <laughs> <laughs> oh man i'm you're, you're i'm gonna have an existen- existential crisis here in a second go on yeah let's hear it yeah chris yeah what what, what are you uh, what are you enjoying well since uh mary rose is uh currently residing in portland i figured might as well pick up a portland brew but then aaron and luke informed me that apparently they may be also contract brewing out of alberta so i don't know where this beer was brewed but i am drinking the juice invader ipa from great notion brewing and quite a few beers from great notion brewing have trickled their way up to bc and they've got some hype on on social Uh, this is actually my first beer i've ever had from great notion and it's a uh pretty easy drinking hazy ipa i'm actually really enjoying it Oh, good. I feel like with Great Notion, I never go for their IPAs or pails or hazies. It's typically like the sours that they're known for. Mm -hmm. But I'm glad that you like it because typically when I buy those beers, I'm like a little disappointed. But cool. Right on. Sounds good. Do you go to that brewery often? I'm about 10 minute, uh, a 10 minute drive from the one in Northeast Portland. And then there's one across the river. So there's two within like 20 minutes. And then they've opened up so many in Oregon and Washington. So 
they're they're definitely expanding. So if you're if you're in BC, you can actually drive down to Seattle, which probably wouldn't be too far. No, and go to that. Not right now, we can't. Well, yeah. <laughs> oh well, yeah. COVID. That's true. <laughs> well, this is why we wanted to have you on because we kind of wanted to live vicariously through you in Portland, anyway. Because uh, I I was going on. It was going to be my fifth year streak of going to the Cascade Barrel House for their Glue Creek, um, their winter beer, uh, uh-huh. and could not happen because of COVID. So. Is that where they, uh, they like let someone open it up with some hammer? No, 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 no. It's their, uh, cherry, uh, sour served hot with orange wedge and cloves. So what? I've never even done that. And I've been here for two and a half years. That's cool. Well, there we go. Sorry, Aaron. Can you explain that again? Yeah. So it's, so it's their Creek, uh, Cascade Barrel Houses Creek, and they do a hot crash on it and then they serve it with, uh, an orange wedge and cloves. That's like mulled wine meets beer. So, nice. oh, interesting. And they only serve it November to January, and you can only get it at the Barrel House in Portland. Cool, Luke. What are you enjoying? I'm having a Festival Express American Pale Ale with Mosaic and Cascade hops from a new brewery that just opened up, um, pretty close to my place here in New West. Uh, it's called Studio Brewing. So I think yesterday was their first official open day. So, kind of ripped it over there after work to try a few beers and. What is beer anyway? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Right? No, I'm kidding. I mean, kind of I'm, agree, but I'm also kidding. I th- I, the beer is, is really nice. It's it's a great kind of hazy pale ale. Not overly bitter, easy drinking, and glad to be drinking it on a Thursday night. And and Luke, just to clarify, you're in New West. They are in South Burnaby. Yeah, but I'm kind of on the west side of New West, and they're kind of on the southeast side of Burnaby, so like a 10 minute drive. Marios, you're originally from Texas, right? Whereabouts in Texas before your big move to Portland? I was raised in Austin, Texas. So I lived there for the majority of my life. And then I went up to North Texas for about five years and then migrated back to Austin because Austin is the best part of Texas and everyone acknowledges that thoroughly. So yeah. So I was there for a long period of time and then ended up making my way up to Portland, which is pretty similar to Austin. It's just way weirder. Like we take the cake on weird. Oh yeah. No, like keep Portland weird. Like oh, yeah. through. Yeah. I mean, and that's Austin's slogan too, but like I think they stole Austin's slogan is keep Portland weird. That's a little odd. <laughs> Stop it. Oh my God. Oh my God. Y'all are nuts. Anyways. <laughs> but I mean, like uh just current events and stuff. I mean, are your family fine down there? Because I mean, Texas couldn't handle the cold this past week, so Uh, Yeah, it's been pretty crazy in Texas. Um, So a lot of my friends have lost electricity. My parents have been fine. They haven't experienced any electrical or water outages. They're totally in the clear, which makes me happy. But a lot of my friends haven't had power for like three, four days. And that's, I mean, I had a power outage for one day and it lasted four hours. And I thought I was going to like, you know, I thought I was just going to, I don't want to get morbid, but anyways, I was just like, I can't do this, <laughs> <laughs> but I can't imagine three days. That's insane. Right. So, so yeah. how out of the ordinary is this? Like on, in your experience living in Austin, how cold did it get in the winters? Oh, it never snowed. It never, and they're getting a foot of snow. I'm like, you're, you're joking. You know, I'm FaceTiming. It didn't happen. My yeah. family. Yeah. I mean, I lived there for 97 till like 2000 and like 18, 19. And 
it never once snowed. Like if it snowed, it would be sleet and then it would just dry up. And that would be like one day and then the next day would be like super hot. So for it to be this cold and to last over a week is just insane. Like it's, it's truly weird. Are they still playing? They're, uh, they're probably still playing Longhorns games though, right? Football doesn't shut down. Oh, football. It never shuts down. You're probably right. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. We got uh, McConaughey just probably in a Speedo out there. Dude, I don't <laughs> I'm glad you brought up McConaughey because I wasn't oh, going to do it. But Why is this a guy. thing? I just read his book. I mentioned it on another episode. Uh, okay. Man Several episodes. Oh, you love him? Let's just say before we started the dregs, Chris wanted us to start a podcast just about Matthew McConaughey. In no a way. Oh, no way. Um, so my sister's fiance, his kids go to the same school that McConaughey's kids go to. All it's right. like super stupid, prestigious. <laughs> yeah, all right, all right. But um yeah, my sister's like, yeah, my my fiance runs into Matthew and it's weird. So that's insane. And like, does he have chats with them? It's like Matthew, like just like, hey, Jason, how's it going, man? I mean, seems pretty chill and cool and all that. <laughs> Probably. This guy has a British accent. So I feel like anyone who has an accent in Texas is like instant best friends. So it wouldn't surprise me. <laughs> How would a Canadian accent go over in Austin? Oh, A. Oh, it'd go great, actually. If you just throw the A's everywhere, people will go crazy. And you're um, sorry, like the way you say sorry. Oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that one. That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can imagine Matthew pulling up to school and like every time he pulls up like into the roundabout in front of the school, it's like a it's a Lincoln commercial. <laughs> yeah. Gets out, opens up the doors slow, pulls down the sunglasses and you're like, all right, cut. But there's no film yeah. crew, crew there. Oh, I love that. And he's playing with his thumb and an index finger. And you're like, what are you doing? Yeah, yeah. all day. That's exactly what he's doing in his Lincoln. So cool. Doing Thanks his own visual. voiceover for the ad too. Then <laughs> yeah. not being recorded. Yeah, exactly. Dad, nobody's recording this. What the hell are you doing? <laughs> you embarrass me. So uh, how did beer find you? Really? Like uh, what, what made you start a beer Instagram account? I don't know. I've just always liked beer. Um, even when I was underage drinking downtown on 6th Street. Uh, I just gravitated towards beer versus any cocktails, which is kind of weird for a female in like 2009. I don't know. All females like never drink beer. I was just like that one person. But I don't know. It just grew into an obsession. And then my brother-in-law, he brewed in Austin. And then that got me down another wormhole. But uh, yeah, craft beer has definitely taken over in the past like five, six seven years so do you remember what beer you started drinking yeah street the cheapest ones it's called a lone star beer baby either that one or blue ribbon matthew mcconaughey in true detective lone star just saying all it all comes together it does it i mean it's honestly the cheapest it's a cheap good solid like crappy beer you know and it has it has good labeling and i love it so it's, I actually have one in my fridge. I haven't, I haven't drinking it. Um, it's been there since September. I probably should. I probably should do like a shotgun with that one. Yeah. But shotgun Sunday. Shotgun Thursdays. Yeah. Shotgun Thursday. Why not? Oh my God. Cause I work tomorrow. That's why. <laughs> Mama's got to bring in the bills, baby. Come on. <laughs> Just kidding. So, like, I I am a little disappointed that you uh, you said Lone Star beer there because I'm uh I'm uh, rewatching King of the Hill and I was really hoping for Alamo beer there. 
but uh, that's non-existent. I know, but like, you know, it could be like one of those things, like how there's like Duff beer in Argentina because they're getting around some copyright thing, you know, like maybe there's something in Austin, you know, there's how, that, is that, how do they call it Duff in Argentina? How do they get around it? Do I they just like misspell it or they're like, it's, it looks like Duff beer. <laughs> uh, okay. The labeling too. Mm-hmm. Interesting. They just call it Doof instead of Duff or something. <laughs> 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 it's all in the pronunciation. Um, uh, question, I got a question for you. Uh, what, when, when, uh, you were, you know, getting into craft beer, um, in, in Texas, uh, what was your favorite craft brewery there? Mm, up in university, I would spoil myself with this one beer, um, that was made in New Orleans, Albita, and it was called Purple Haze. I love uh, that beer. I don't, I can't, what is that exactly? Is that, it's not a hazy, it's like a pale, isn't it? Yeah. So I guess that one kind of got me into it. Cause when I was, when I had like a couple extra bucks and like, I didn't want to have a Paps Blue or a Lone Star, like my typical go-to, I would get that, um, that beer. And I felt so fancy cause it comes in like a, a bottle form with like the neck. And I was like, Hey, yeah, really yeah, nice label. I'm, yeah, yeah I'm looking cool. at it now. It's good. It's pretty sweet looking. It's a um, mm-hmm. raspberry lager. Is that right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, totally. 100%. Yep, that's it. That's yeah, like what got me into it. Yeah. Which I don't know if it's like, I don't know if it's actually owned by a corporation. Like, I don't know if Anheuser, I don't know if Bush owns it now or if it's actually a, you know. It says here it's brewed in Alberta. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Every beer apparently Great. is brewed in Alberta. Are they owned by anyone or are they just a brewery locally owned? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think Chris and I are both checking it out online right now because we are the uh, we're head researchers for the dregs. But the problem is, if it's not <laughs> on the front page of this website, we yeah, we won't to miss it. it. They, oh, yeah. they haven't figured out how hyperlinks work on websites. So, so they say they're independent craft. They got the independent craft uh, stamp on the about page. Oh. So I'm well, going to assume they're still independently owned if they've got that. Cool. That makes me happy. That's cool. Mm-hmm. I feel like they're doing Jimi Hendrix a little dirty here, though. They've registered the Purple Haze mark. Um, I'm oh. assuming this is after Jimi Hendrix Purple Haze. Probably. Oh, definitely after. Yeah. Excuse me while I drink this beer. Nicely played. <laughs> oh God. I'm gonna look up the label too while you're longer at it. Oh yeah, for sure. What the well, I mean it's been there for a long time, so they they haven't gotten sued. So cheers to let's just do a cheers for this brewery right here. Yeah, cheers. <laughs> cheers to Abita. Now I know they have it uh in the fridges down at Elizabeth Station in Bellingham. So when the border opens back up again, guys, and we go down for our freedom weekend. Um Freedom weekend. I feel like I'm picturing us literally like Canadian flag outside the window of the car, just going across the border. Like Like, this needs to become a documentary. I just feel like it's going to be a weekend of shenanigans. Well, no, like everybody's been talking about like their big thing that they've opened up. I've been saying this like since the lockdown, I need to find a limo with a hot tub in a back you know, from like the eighties movies, like, you know, you, oh, get the a- limo, dude, get a pickup truck, throw a freaking tarp in the back there, bud. And yes. with hot water, eh? yes, that's what we're getting in <laughs> Quinnell, but I'm talking about in the big city here, <laughs> we, we have the limo. <laughs> Quinnell royalty. I'm 
They have those jacuzzi boats in Seattle that looks pretty sick. Yeah, which is weird because, like, why are you in a jacuzzi in a lake? <laughs> yeah. oh <my> God. <laughs> like, uh, you want to jump in the lake? You're like, ah, no, I'll just stay in the jacuzzi that's in the boat. <laughs> I'll float on the lake, but in this jacuzzi. Thank you very much. It's funny. It's like, I do it. Like I was, I was, I was talking to a guy in uh, in Ontario the other day, and he was all talking about uh, going out ice fishing this weekend. And I'm like, oh yeah, you're gonna drag your shed out there, you know, and drill hole. He's like, no, 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 no. It's all taken care of. You walk in there, it's already heated with electric heaters and everything, and you just drop your line in the thing. And I'm like, where's the excitement in that? <laughs> all the work's done for you. I think when I picture ice fishing, I picture the best part is getting to drill the hole with that giant yeah. screwdriver, or whatever that thing is. Yeah. Like, I don't even need to fish. I mean, maybe if that extremely violent looking drill bit causes a few fish to come up out of the water while I'm drilling, then so be it. But mm-hmm. I feel like that's my day's done yeah. if I can do that. Crack a couple Lone Stars after that and you're good to go. To forget your name? Hell yeah. I'm into that. <laughs> so what's happening in Portland, Mary Rose? I mean, like, uh, what's what's uh, the uh, dining and drinking experience like in the land of uh, COVID times? Aaron, Aaron, if you think it's going great, it's absolutely not. Okay, so Portland is quite dead. (laughs) It sucks. Um, We've been closed down for a while, like uh, Kate Brown, our governor, shut down. And we haven't had any like indoor seating, very sparse outdoor seating since November. Plus, like the weather conditions, people aren't going out as much. So um, a lot of to go, like, honestly, I have not have not gone out. It's mm-hmm. been like, it's indoor living for me. I feel like a hermit. So doing well. Yeah, Portland's great. We did actually open up 25% capacity. So it is, uh, it's slowly opening up. It, it's just, you know, a lot of people are staying indoors plus the weather conditions. And um, I think people are starting to get used to this COVID life and staying indoors more and just like mm-hmm. spending less and just spending more time with like friends and family at their own dwellings. So it's, it's different. I think 2020 has changed a lot of us and changed the way that we function and live and hopefully for the better, right? Hopefully we've all picked up uh, hobbies and we're more resourceful with our time. So how's everything in Canada? Well, I mean, like, I love how all the airlines are like, we clean our planes. And I'm like, what did you do before? (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, for real. uh, They definitely did not before. (laughs) And by we clean our planes, they mean as you enter the plane, they hand you a wet wipe that they assume <laughs> yes. you rub down every part of your seat and yes. floor with. And you're like, this is kind of gross. You like, clean our planes. wet wipes? Because I'm going to need to clean my hands after this. <laughs> yeah, so we're doing the dirty work for them. That's great. Exactly. We're all just working for airlines at this point and, still, and paying them to work for right. them. They've laid off all of their cleaning staff and they've exactly. given us the equipment. A <laughs> wet wipe. One single and then wet and wipe. then they tack on an extra cleaning fee to your ticket. And you're like, <laughs> what's this all about? They're like, what's the wet wipe up charge? Yeah. <laughs> what do you think? Wet wipes are free. Yeah. Yeah. I have um, no desire to get on a plane anytime soon. But I mean, like yeah, speaking of which, yeah. and this ties back to the bachelor there in the beginning, <laughs> it was my last trip um, was to uh, Durham, New Hampshire. Uh, where I attended a Bernie Sanders rally. Oh, whoa. <laughs> that, was, that, was, that was my last trip. And coming out, like, I was, I was, it was, so the whole thing started when I was going to Boston to visit my friend. And he's like, hey, man, on your last night here, do you want to go to a concert? I'm like, yeah, sure. Sounds great. 
who are we going to go see? He's like, oh, the Strokes. I'm like, fuck yeah, dude. Like, like, you know, like how much are his tickets? And he goes, oh, it's free. I'm like, what? And he's like, yeah, we got to go to New Hampshire. And I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> and, and he goes, oh, I probably should have said it was a Bernie Sanders rally. I'm like, okay, well, now this makes a whole lot more sense. So, yeah, so we went up to Durham to go see the Strokes, but it happened to be a Bernie Sanders rally. And so, yeah, we saw the Strokes, but it was a Monday night and it was like 10 o'clock. And I'm like, oh, there's a bunch of stuff that's about to close. So, uh, you know, better, better get to the pub real soon. Right. So run over there and I somehow walk in the back door, even though I'm on the main street and I walk in and I'm greeted by 60 women in stadium seating, watching something on a big screen and they're all watching the bachelor. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And so I had to like walk past them and like the awkward shadow of, you know, going across a projector screen as they're all watching (laughs) the bachelor as I go to the bar. So dude, if you had brought like a dozen roses into the bar, you know, if I had the force, that would have been unreal timing. Oh yeah. That would be the best. Yeah. Start your own little mini bachelor. Oh, I love that show. It's so good. Have you all watched the bachelor? No. Or the bachelorette? No, not even that. No. Is there something equivalent to that in Canada? Yeah, it's uh, called uh, recording the dregs episodes and seeing the dramas of Chris and Luke <laughs> and their partners doing laundry, cleaning up after the cats. Like, it might be just as exciting. I, I, I don't know. I don't. Probably not. Honestly, how many cats do you have? Um, we just got our eighth, but there's oh a few more God. on the way. I just put them. I got Amazon Prime, so. It should be here. Right <laughs> How many litter uh, boxes do you have for eight cats? Because you're uh, no, I'm kidding. Have- we just have two. So oh. we lost our cat sort of right before the holidays, and we right after the holidays <laughs> went to a shelter and adopted two kittens, mm-hmm. and we got two just because they were bonded pairs, right? So neither of them wanted to go alone. At least that's what they told us. So we took them both. Oh, cute! What are their names? Well, that's kind of an issue here because <laughs> my wife called them one thing and then I call them another. So they're um, confused. Yeah, but the names that I have for them are Lizard and Squid. Lizard and Squid. Wow, that's interesting. So not only are they confused about what their names are, but they're also confused about what animal they <laughs> what are. They because are. he's yeah. saying, yo, coming over here, Squid, I got some food for you. And then he's like, I'm a cat. Like, I'm not a squid. Like, what the hell? Yeah, I don't know if I'm Mary vibing Rose, with you have things. you have a cat too, right? Yeah, but I'm not really vibing with lizard and squid, but that's cool. I like it. It's oh nice. It's interesting. Well, I don't know. Throw out Brooks' names and let's like let's just do a little jam sesh here on what we should name your cats. Okay, so the name other it. names are o- Otis and Opal. Yeah, I like that way better. Yeah, she's got it going on. Come on. Seriously? Yeah. Otis and Opal. Yeah, sounds good. <sighs> I still vote Lizard and Squid because I feel like it's like the making of a rock band. Or roadies for Luke's rock band. Like, yeah, exactly. Luke's a one-man band, but they're just there chilling in the background with their hands up. <laughs> but yeah, speaking of animals, um, Mary Rose, you were, you were like the top sales rep for like veterinarian uh, pharmaceuticals, oh, yeah. right? On the West Coast, right? Do, do I, I, really, I really don't like to brag about that, but this is accurate. <laughs> Wait, yeah. so you're you're specifically in sales for like yeah animal meds. 
<clears throat> yeah, so because okay, I have a question. Oh, oh no. Oh, Let's here we go. Here we go. This is gonna okay, be an so, hour of Luke just yeah, talking about his cat's different problems. <laughs> I love you, Luke. Go well, on. This, this is like I'm she's not a veterinarian. <laughs> Luke's cat's but got made... anxiety. Like this is oh, oh fuck. Oh so, no. So this is a behavioral qu- question, isn't it, Luke? No, it's not. No. So our cats came, um, they with from the shelter they were kind enough to include a upper respiratory infection for both of them oh, they Jesus. came with covid no no, no. It's, it's called crd oh, no it's called crd it's totally normal okay go on yeah but they've both been coughing for a few weeks we've taken them to the vet a few times they've been on a couple rounds of antibiotics they still are yeah hopefully everything's going well they have bronchial pneumonia now yeah but um I think they'll be okay. They're they're acting like kittens, like kittens do. They have lots of energy still. Anyways, the medicine that we're giving them right now, they're both on a certain antibiotic. I forget the name off the top of my head, but mm-hmm. it's vanilla flavored. Oh, my God. Now, my question, uh, it's a two-part question. Uh-oh. I think that's my medicine. What is it? We have a um, vanilla flavored cat product. I'm trying to... Let me just I, I don't grab really it talk out. about that. I might go silent here for a sec. I'm going to grab it and be right back. So as Luke takes his head. So when you uh, invoice, I, I, um, I am when you send your invoice, send it to Luke, not the dregs, um, because we can't <laughs> afford this. I, I'm just assuming that one of his two questions is, uh, is it fine for a human to consume because it's vanilla? <laughs> yeah. Luke's like, I've been feeling a little uh, coffee lately. And, uh, all right, I'm back. It's called Chlorpalm. Clomicom? Chlor palm, C H L O R P A L M. Not my drug. Don't know what that is. Well, <laughs> I don't know. That that's okay. Um, I think my question is, who does the taste testing for this, and who would think that cats would like vanilla? Mm-hmm. And my next question, question is, somebody recently told me that this is expired children's medication. I think what? that's a lie. I, I think, think that's, that's a lie, lie as well. Mm-hmm. Okay. Was that Greg, your conspiracy theorist guy, who <laughs> <laughs> so, wears a tinfoil hat? Right up there with it Earth was. is flat, eh? eh? Um, so my question is, so that would explain the vanilla, the vanilla flavor, but now the vanilla flavor is the question. Mm. As far as like why vanilla flavoring, yeah, you think it'd be a totally different flavor, like tuna? Sure. Um, I don't know. With cats, it's just like it's harder with liquid medication. There's a lot of interesting flavors that we experiment with cats. Like we have vanilla flavor, we have cherry flavor, which is kind of weird to me as well. And um, uh, obviously, it's hard to. It's liquid, isn't it? Yes, it is. Yeah, so uh, I'm sure it's hard to administer. I don't know. Cats are just hard to pill and they're hard to give medicine to. So I think it's all... Sorry, dude. I don't know. I don't know how to answer this. No, (laughs) it's all good. It seems very on brand for cats, you know? They're just like difficult to understand. Like they don't really like anything, but Mm -hmm. they expect you to love them. Yeah, dogs have friends, cats have staff. (laughs) Cats have staff, I like that. Yeah, I'm okay with that. Well, I hope your cats are okay. Upper respiratory disease is pretty common in cats, so yeah, I'm sure it will be fine. Thing. I think yeah. they'll be fine. It's just it's um, 
more than anything, it's just been stressful over the last few weeks and all stressful for us, but also stressful on our wallets because they both had blood tests. This is their third round of antibiotics, a couple chest x-rays each and more to come. Yeah. Oh my God. Just to check that it's the, the infection is, you know, moving along. You should get um, insurance for your cats if you're going to well, continue this. Yeah, that's the thing is now it's a little too late to get insurance. No, it's not. <laughs> There's still kittens. Are you kidding? This is an okay time to do it. Luke doesn't believe insurance. He thinks it's a form of gamble. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up, Aaron. Oh, my God. Oh, wow. Yeah, I mean, I'll look into it, but I feel like with a pre-existing condition, they might uh, not cover us. You should be fine. It's a common thing. Yeah. It, it's not it's like, like a chronic disease. It, it it cures itself after antibiotics. I feel like this mm-hmm. is like when I just re-enrolled myself in my corporate benefits. When they ask you, are you a smoker or non-smoker? <laughs> like you would select non-smoker for your cats, even if they've kind of got smoker's lung. That, oh my God, I love y'all. That's, you're going to get the cheaper rate. That's just what I'm saying. Dope. Yep. Catching your drift. So, Mary Rose, you've been in uh, Portland a few years now. Have you ever come up to Canada? No, I really want to. It's not that far of a drive either. So, um, Vancouver is definitely on my to-do list. But given your comment earlier, it seems that the borders are closed. Have you all seen Shit's Creek? Yes. <laughs> oh, wonderful. Oh, it's you... a Canadian show. You're asking I that. know. Well, yeah, because uh, it was filmed in Canada. Anyways, I'm glad you all have seen it. Never mind. Let's move on. Most things are filmed in Canada, aren't they? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think The Bachelor is filmed in Canada. <laughs> <laughs> it's filmed in oh, LA, whatever. Oh my God, savage. Well, then there's that famous uh, Hong Kong Nights with Jackie Chan where he's having that fight and they turn the camera into the North Shore Mountains. <laughs> oh my God, really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, geez. Mm, I love Shit's Creek. Oh my God, Moira. Can't get enough of her. David, oh my God, love so him. Did you binge that whole thing here in the pandemic? I did, yeah. See, I watched four episodes and I was like, oh my God, this is so predictable. I'm going to stop this show because they're rich people. Now they're poor. They're like feeling sorry for themselves. Sorry for themselves. And like, uh, I just stopped it. And then one of my practice managers was like, no, you need to give it a go. Like just finish first season. And I did. And then I just got hooked. Like it's just... It's well written. It's so funny. And they go by really quickly. So yeah, I definitely been shit over over um, 2020. And I've watched it again. Like, I, I really enjoy the show a lot. That it's sounds good. like uh, you got as much dedication to it as Luke does with The Office. So uh... I've never seen The Office. Luke, is it good? What? Oh my God, it's the best. <laughs> but on the flip side, I've never seen Shit's Creek. Neither have I. Ooh. Oh my god. Okay, Aaron, you guys got one. Yeah, so we're one for Y'all three here for Fitz Creek on our end. <laughs> wow. Well, and I got it into because Sabrina watches it. Um, so I, I kind of tuned in to a few episodes here and there. But you, you know what? Dan Levy, I used to watch him on the Hills after show back in the day <gasps> in high school. I would watch the Hills because what? He was on the right. Hills? I'm a sucker for no, some drama for a little bit of reality TV drama. And no, he was he, on Canadian MTV. Yeah, much music. Yeah, exactly. What? So he would do the Hills after show, and he was hilarious on that. So Mm -hmm. the fact that he's gone, you know, from that and now is like a very legitimate actor. He just hosted uh, SNL. I know. I've been waiting to see that one. Is it good? Yeah, that was a good one. Yeah. 
But the Canadian version, though, Saskatchewan nightlife. <laughs> the Canadian version, Saskatchewan nightlife. Yeah. Oh man, that's actually big in the states too. <laughs> Is it only in North Dakota? <laughs> no. <laughs> only the the top ten kilometers. Yeah, Montana and North Dakota. That's that's their audience. It's whatever they can get spilled over from the transmitter over the air with the rabbit oh, ears. Man. Okay, so Mary Rose, you do shotgun Sundays. Um, that's that's your big thing you do on Instagram. What is the highest ABV shotgun you've done? So I've never shotgunned a stout, but if someone gave me a stout, I'd probably do it. It would probably be awful. I mean, can y'all imagine shotgunning a stout? I've shotgunned a tall boy of a seven and a half percent Cascadian dark ale. So, oh god, you shotgunned to that? Mm-hmm. What that is dark wild. Ale? The Spinnaker's one. How many ounces? Uh, I don't know what ounces are anymore because I'm in Canada, but uh, I was four hundred and thirty-seven <laughs> mil. Oh, yeah. It was a was it a pint? Do you oh, know if it was a well, pint? It was a tall boy can. So, oh yeah. Oh my god, you shotgun that sounds like death. The highest was probably like eight. Point five, and then I was very tipsy. But there's been times where I'll do a shotgun, and it goes like just em- embarrassing. Oh, it's just like very embarrassing and like awful, and like I'll have to redo it. So I've done, I've done shotguns where I do back to back shotguns, and no oh one knows God. it. Take two, and then I just like you do take two. Oh yeah, so I'll take, I'll do a shotgun, and then I'll rewatch it, and I'm like, no, nah, I could have done better, or oh man, I looked really bad. Like I got to redo. You got this. the stopwatch on. You're just like, I could have uh, done it like two seconds faster. Uh, yeah, something like that. It's been a while, but I'll redo it just back to back, and it's a very bad decision. Like probably the worst decision I could ever do. And uh, yeah, but, I, but I, you're here to live to tell the tale. God, and I, I wish I had the bloopers just to show, but I think I deleted them out of pure embarrassment. Yeah, well, but you're such a pro at this, though. You have your own custom-made shotgun key, right? Oh, well, really? not really. No, I mean, there's a there's a uh, company. There's a knob. Aaron, come on. I'm not that official. I'm trying is to hype you up Is this the Nelk no, Boys? Don't, don't hype me. Hype the Nelk Boys have down. a shotgun tool that is, uh, I think, quite popular. Yeah, the keys, that's like frat boy. Like, that's like mom and pop kind of old school way to do it. Like, if you're floating the river, yeah, just give me your keys. Let's pop this bad boy open. But there's this, like, tool. looks like um, brass knuckles. So you, like, put them in between your index and your middle. And there is a – it's a tool. And essentially, you just pop it and you shotgun it. Um, You can buy it. Literally, it's – they're not even, I'm not even sponsored by them. They just sent it to me. Like, I don't even know why they sent it to me. Promo code. <laughs> no, dude. <laughs> it's so embarrassing. Shotgun Sundays. Did they send this to you after you started doing shotgun Sundays? Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's been like three companies that have given me their shotgun tools. And oh, the one that I use every week is the one that like works best for me. But... Uh, yeah have you ever done a have you ever thumbed a beer so that's like the badass way you get the air pocket the air pocket when you tilt it and you just pop your thumb right in the uh through the aluminum i don't think i have that much like strength to do it yeah i think it's more technique than strength you know i did it one time and are you pretty uh, strong no you're pretty strong aren't you you sound super weak Uh, wow (laughs) that's (laughs) i will take that as a compliment 
because I look weak. I think uh, Aaron and Luke can vouch for that. Yeah, Chris is at risk of breaking bones when he stands up. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, cool. I'll just have to YouTube that or just like look it up on TikTok and see if I can do it with my thumb. But I well, if you look I it up on TikTok, there'll be a dance involved. So, oh yeah, oh. Mm-hmm. maybe too complex. Um, oh, okay. I have a funny, I have a maybe funny a shotgun story from like actually a trip in the states. I went to San Francisco with my family. It was probably like six years ago, but we were we had taken the trolley kind of downtown area and. Um, kind of at the end of the day we were going to a giants game so we we at one point popped into a liquor store and kind of me and my brother picked up a tall can and we got my uh, my uh, dad to film us shotgunning and i made the mistake of grabbing like i think it was like an eight you mentioned you had shotgun like an eight and a half percent beer or something like that yeah i think i shotgun like it was probably like a, it might have been a double ipa or, or something but it was like eight percent and I remember like kind of partially falling asleep on the bus to the stadium and we got to the stadium. I kind of had beer in hand, hot dog in the other hand. We're all excited for the baseball game. And next thing I know, my mom's waking me up and she's like, Chris, you cannot fall asleep at the Giants game. Are you kidding me? How are you falling asleep? And to this day, she still grinds my gears about like being at this baseball game with like, if you've been to the Giants stadium, it is the most epic view of the harbor in San Francisco. Oh, yeah. It's like, how could you fall asleep? But I'm like, mom, it's the sun is setting. We are, I'm like in this nice, comfortable chair. We, I've just had a beer. It is like a relaxing atmosphere. Like, how could I not fall asleep? Like, this is the. And it was perfect... the middle of summer, so it was warm too. Exactly. Yeah. I'm like, this is the perfect time for a little nap from innings one to three. Like, come on. Like, why, why are you coming at me like this? So yeah, she she doesn't let that one go. And that was the last time you shotgunned an eight point something double IPA. That was the one and only time. Yeah. After that, I think it was, um, you know, maybe five percent max. All right, so when Mary Rose finally comes up to uh, Vancouver here, what beer are we shotgunning? I say we do Fat Tug. You know, that, that'll that be... That would be a very... Is that the steam play. whistle one? No. Is that like, like y'all's... What is it? It's, it's, a, it's, our, it's our big boy IPA, so... A big boy IPA? What the... I don't know about that, Aaron. That I've shotgunned a Fat Tug and lived to tell the tale. I don't think I want to do it like a tall boy. No, I'm good. Oh, no, no, I'll no, do, no. Like, they do 330. They do 330 cans, like regular True, actually, cans. Yep. Okay, yeah. I'll do a regular can all day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That'd be a nice welcome, a little welcome to Canada. A little, hey, how you been? We'll, we'll meet her right at the border. So just as they clear. <laughs> oh, yeah. that was Waller. This sounds like yes. more like a hazing than a, uh, <laughs> like a welcome I'm to into Canada. that. Yeah, I'll, I'll do that. He's me right in. I mean, technically, we could do that now because Peach Sarge Park is still open, so we can meet in the park. <laughs> like, or is that at the border? Meet? Yeah, yeah. Oh. We just, just meet at the arch. Yeah, we meet at the arch and shotgun under the Peace Arch. Yeah. Oh my god! Start that drinking would be in public. I always the highest concentration of enforced law enforcement officers. <laughs> yeah. I always wonder who who are the people that are actually like in that park, like. Are you jumping out of your car while someone is still driving and then jumping back in the car after you've taken photos? Or are you actually parking and then getting back in your car and then getting back in the borderline after? Like, I've never really understood. Well, understood that. No, like there is an actual parking lot there and people go to hang out. There is like, 
But you just is, drive there, you hang out like a normal Blaine? park, and then go home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Blaine, yeah, Blaine Peace Arts there. Oh, uh, so is that the perfect? What's the craft beer blogger Instagrammer scene like in Portland? Like, is there a pretty good community? Um, yeah, just curious because in Vancouver, where we're at, like, there's a pretty solid craft beer media community that's kind of grown. I would say pretty significantly over the last four to five years. Like when we started Van Pours, for example, back in 2015, there was maybe only a handful of, of people when you go to events, you know, you'd see some familiar faces, but now there is so many people. I feel like every week there's like five new kind of Instagram accounts that are kind of dedicating to just logging uh, their experience in the craft beer industry. Um, but just kind of curious what it's like in Portland. I, I don't know anyone in Portland in the craft industry as far as like, no, I don't know anyone. Aaron, do you know anyone in Portland? I mean, Ava had one and then she kind of dropped off and then Steve just does marketing stuff. Well, there was Other that, than that, there was that like, PDX beer girl, but now she like lives in Bend. No, she, she doesn't even live in ben. Portland now. She lives in like Eugene. Yeah. yeah. There's literally no one in Portland that, is representing like the the craft industry well, at I know, all. Like, some, I like, wish I I know like some I, professional beer writers there. Like uh, yeah, 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 totally. But like as far as uh, no, no, there's like more of the casual kind of like blogger uh, kind of Instagrammer. Like, there's there's not a big. They're just tooling around. No, not at all. Like or else I wish I would be there. Yeah, or else we'd be friends. Hopefully. That's interesting. I would have thought Portland would be so like it would yeah. be like Vancouver times like three. No, that's no, probably because like, it sounds like there's more like beer bloggers in Victoria than there are in Portland. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. great. Well, if you find it's, a couple in Portland, let me know so then I can like friend them. Is it a bigger foodie scene in in Portland compared to more like craft beer focused? Yeah, for sure. Because I started a a food one just to like keep up with like local stuff that's opening up. And there's definitely more of a presence on the food scene versus beer scene, which is like kind of odd for me because coming from Austin, comparing Austin food to Portland food, Mm -hmm. I I prefer Texas over Oregon all day. So it's weird for me to know that the food scene on a social platform is outperforming the beer just because our beer versus texas beer is obviously better so yeah yeah Yeah. it's it's weird it's definitely like bizarre that it's it panned out that way i would kind of say though the foodie scene usually is usually is typically a much larger kind of community than the beer scene like i know in vancouver there is massive like foodie scene and you you look at some of these accounts like i'll find a, a new account every week like a, a food blogger and they'll have fifty thousand followers and i'm like how did i not know about this person until this yeah <laughs> it's kind of well, crazy but yeah i mean not everybody drinks but everybody eats right Very yeah cool. well you'd hope so <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> what are some of your favorite places to eat in portland I, I went there for just for context. I went there a few years ago with my fiance um, and, you know, we got to check out a few pretty solid restaurants. I think my favorite would be Screen Door. Um, oh, went there for brunch. Screen Door. Yes, 100 percent. So good. Yeah, there, there it's kind of like, I don't know, like a di- maybe kind of like a diner, old school diner vibes. Mm hmm. But what are some other places you, you like uh, to, to eat in uh, Portland? 
it's very Asian influenced. So we have mm-hmm. a lot of Thai and just Chinese in general. So yep. we have a lot of fusion spots. I'd say my number one favorite place to go into Portland is EEM. It's E-E-M. And essentially, it's a fusion between barbecue and Thai food. So they have a lot of like curries with burnt and brisket, which is literally the bomb. Like they should always pair and go together after like eating eating that uh, dish at Eam. It's a very small menu. And I feel like when there's a restaurant that has just like five items, they're all going to be super solid. So that would be my number one spot to go plus they have fried rice with brisket and it's oh my god it is so good and the brisket uh and out of all the the barbecue in portland i mean coming from texas obviously like we're known for Mm -hmm. low and slow barbecue like that we're just known for barbecue hello so coming up to portland it was definitely a disaster trying to find like good barbecue just because people recommend a spot and then i would go there and i'm i would be just horrified that they would think that this was like good food i'm like really? <laughs> you're like it's good, good for portland but compared to yeah Texas. totally but matt's out of all the, the um barbecue spots that i have gone to and ventured out to in portland which has been it's been a handful just because i want tacos and portland does not have tacos we have burritos it's i hate it so anyways matt's is the best barbecue i've found in portland yet and that's the um that's the barbecue joint that teamed up with Eam. So it's Potty, which is this um, Thai spot. And then they they ended up teaming up with Matt. So it's like the fusion, like I said. So yeah, Eam is really good. There's another spot called Bay's Chicken. I love fried chicken and that spot hits hard. Bay's is really good. And um, the place across from Modern Times, I always get drunk and go there. It's so good. Oh yeah. I forget the name of that place too because uh, yeah. Oh, hot yeah. Did you go to Hot Yai? No, I I don't remember names of food places at that point. I'm like, oh, brewery. brewery. <laughs> That's a sign of a good night. Brewery. Food. Food. Yeah. So across from. Uh, I, I, I love that little like outdoor food court thing in the summer. It's like kind of across the street from Little Beasts, which is like my favorite place to drink beer, too. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Great, great spot. Yeah. Just because you can, they have blankets, so you can just like put it out in the grass and just like hang out. I love that. Yeah, like so, little beasts, uh, Chris and Luke. It's basically like in a residential house in like a neighborhood of Portland, and it's got mm-hmm. like this huge front yard and like backyard, and you can just lay on the grass and like just drink beer as if you're at your buddy's place. Mm-hmm. That seems sweet. We're about to start. We're about to have any of that stuff. It's on division. The one thing I thought was cool about Portland when I was there is it the downtown it. It feels very like small, like you can walk across kind of downtown in I think it was like 15 minutes, like you kind of can kind of walk in across it. Um, So it seems very like approachable if you want to explore downtown and, you know, go to a few different places to eat, a few different places to drink, catch transit, kind of go across, do a little bit of shopping and then you can walk back to your hotel and it's like it doesn't take that long. Not all of mm. us are seven foot three, though, Chris. With <laughs> oh, no. oh. <laughs> okay, so your fifteen minutes is my one hour, probably. <laughs> Fair enough. That's why we you have uh, the little. Brava? That's why when we go down to Portland, we'll have the little red, like red wagon, and just be towing Luke. Radio behind. flyer, a little radio flyer. <laughs> <laughs> it's very spread out for sure. 
I mean, the the one in um, Portland that I love that isn't there, that isn't a brewery, uh, it's a cidery, was Cider Riot. I'm so sad that that place is gone. But Oh, what? I've never even heard of that spot. Oh, it was so good. <laughs> you like ciders? Oh, yeah. You got to, oh. yeah, got to, you know, switch it up every now and again. Is cider not big in Portland? Um, we have like one cider brewery that I know of that's just like solely focused on ciders. Otherwise, like a couple breweries will have a cider on tap, but it's not like a main focus in Portland. No. Is it big in Canada? Getting, it's getting really big in BC, I think, because we have so many wineries. Um, oh. Like we have so much fruit like at our disposal. Like, yeah. 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 That makes sense. Yeah, I mean, this is so, it's just so sugary. I'm just not into it. I feel like I'm drinking apple juice and I'm getting so many calories, even though I'm sure fucking a hazy IPA is like no better than it. Well, I, then you cider, just haven't had a good cider yet. So we I need was to, just going to say that. We need to introduce really? you to a good cider. Yeah. Oh, yeah, there no. is. Maybe, we'll, maybe we can send down a Canadian cider to shotgun on a Sunday. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Okay. Well, speaking of Canadian cider, our Friends of the blog, um, Windfall Cider. Yeah, friends they of the podcast are, too. Yeah, they're about and to the podcast, I should say. Um, they are opening up a um, tap room in Lower Lonsdale in North Vancouver. Um, I, I believe this year, but they um, they've got a location location secured. So that's going to be pretty exciting because most of the cideries there, there's no real cideries like, or at least cider tap rooms in proper Vancouver. It's, you got to go to the outskirts or the actual orchards are for, for, for most of these cideries. So for one to open and kind of in proper Vancouver is pretty exciting. Yeah. Um, and yeah, that's going to be in the whole shipyards district there with mm -hmm. all the other breweries. You got your North point, your beer, your house of funk. Yeah. Um, what's the new one that just opened the, um, the, Oh, the the uh, Mexican restaurant yep. slash brewery where um, you can get tacos at Mary Rose. Yes, and they don't have burritos. They specifically say no burritos. No burritos. <laughs> <laughs> it's not authentic. Yeah. <laughs> um, that was a good plug-in. Okay, well, uh, I think it's come to that point in the episode here every week and every time. It's time for everybody's favorite segment. It's time for Luke's moment of wisdom. Luke, what's what's on your mind, and what is your, oh geez! Your biggest moment of wisdom. They're already educated. Well, I think since we had a bit of a discussion about uh, medication for felines, it would be just more of a warning than a word of wisdom. Is specifically chlorpalm, given two and a half mils by mouth twice a day for every twelve every twelve hours. You're <laughs> you're pretty much working in a like a chocolate fondue restaurant <laughs> as a bus boy you're cleaning you got to see this litter box i woke up this morning and we have a litter box in the shower of, in the second bathroom for now and i swear to god i'm cleaning grout later tonight <laughs> so just maybe get some probiotics to mix in with your cat's food it's um i don't know i don't know what it does what any experience on anybody else's end here with what I'm talking about? Absolutely not. No. No. <laughs> this is fucking horrifying but to I'm hear. Loving this. Oh I'm my god! Cleaning this grout. <laughs> but like, you have it in the shower, Luke. 
Like, is it a bathtub shower? Like, do these poor kittens have to jump like the equivalent of 10 feet in the air to like no. get into the litter box? No, no, no. It's a, we have two bathrooms. This is a bathroom we don't use. And it's a for obvious reasons shower. now. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, you know, it's blocked off with hazmat tape and, and <laughs> hanging plastic at the front door right now. But uh, no, it's, a, it's just, when we brought them in, we put them into the that bathroom. It was their little safe zone when they came to our house. So that's now where they eat. And also, I guess, the opposite of eat is poo. And, um, but yeah, it's, I've just noticed that after about a week of this medication, their, their bowels are not very solid. But that's all right. <laughs> Somebody else have anything to say? <laughs> I think we're all pretty, you pretty much ruined the night after that. So I'd say it's about time to log off. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> no, I was just picturing like cat shit splattering on grout. And I was like, oh my God, that is horrifying. Like walk, I, it's like walking into a crime scene. I'll, um, I'm going to throw up a, a picture on discord after this episode. Please okay. don't. All right. Well, Mary Rose, thank you for uh, joining us on these virtual beers. You know, I've actually been doing virtual beers with people, uh, just hitting them up and being like, look, we can't hang out. Be nice to catch up and have a beer. So I hope you're doing well down there in Portland. It was fun. Um, If you guys make your way down to Oregon, let me know. Well, hopefully we can have some beer soon. But you know what? Instead of us coming, well, I mean, it's got to go both ways. Like we got to go down to group here. But you really need to come up to Canada. Really. Agreed. Yeah. Once they open up the border, waiting for you up here. Stop it! It's an igloo. I'm bringing all the fur coats I own, which is zero. <laughs> I own none. <laughs> all right, have fun. Be safe. Bye, y'all. Cheers. Thanks for joining. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for joining us. <laughs>